the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem and Kevin Bright from Automotive Dynamics. He's at 99th Avenue and Grand. He's sitting here with me. And I uh, I want to tell you, we've had a good time, and we've got another hour to go, so just stick right there. But i got to tell you about Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange has been in the same location since 1968. He's at 40th Street in Washington. He does everything from oil leaks on your transmission to uh, working on the electronics. Um, and he rebuilds. He tells me, I don't rebuild. Uh, even 50% of the cars that come in here, they're able to be fixed without a rebuild. And in reality, our industry in general is rebuilding a significant amount of transmissions for probably items that don't need a rebuild. So people can make up their own decisions, but Phil's a good guy. He's been around for a very long time. So if you've ever gone up and down Washington, like you're going to downtown or you go to work, then you'd look to your right on the north side of the road, and you'll be able to see Automatic Transmission Exchange. We call it ATE. Elena, you're up first. How can we help you today? Hi, Mark. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you for asking. Oh, great. Glad to hear it. Uh, My daughter has a 2013 Toyota Prius, and it has a very odd uh, chemical odor coming from the car. Um, And it's uh, we've had the... The carpet's cleaned. We've had all of the upholstery cleaned. We've had the interior air filter uh, taken out and replaced. And then there was another filter somewhere in the engine compartment that uh, they took out and replaced as well. Um, and they cleaned out the air conditioning. Uh-huh. Okay, hold on. Tell us what the smell smells like. Is it rotten eggs? Is it mm-hmm. a sweet smell? Is it a sour smell? Is it a smoke smell? No, it is more of a, almost like an electrical, chemical type of an odor. Um, almost, gosh, I don't know, maybe a rubbery type of a, a smell. Not like okay. a tire rubber, but more of a petroleum okay. um, chemical smell is the best I can come up with. All right. I'm wondering if the battery isn't a part of this whole thing. The battery's in a compartment that's kind of difficult to get to. Um, and I'm just wondering if there's a bad connection creating a hot spot that's burning some of the insulation off the cables. I'm wondering if it's overcharging and the, the, the smell is coming from the sulfur that's overcharging. Have you had any, you know, we, we both work on Priuses, but I don't know that this is something I've run across before. Not something okay. I've t- really seen, but from the symptom, it really sounds like that's a definitely a good possibility. Some of the other crazy things that we've run into is, is, for instance, you run over a plastic bag in the middle of the road, and it gets onto the exhaust, whether it be the catalytic converter or any part of the exhaust system, and it's burnt on there. Even if it's just a small portion of that plastic bag, it just 
it just emits that odor while it's burning off your exhaust system. But I would have to agree with Mark. It, it sounds like it possibly is is maybe battery related or something in the electrical system. And another okay. thing, Elena, is is you know when you take it in for an oil change, you can ask them. Um, there's a picture on the internet that's gone around where someone ran over a mattress and their that. drive shaft had all the metal wrapped around it. And they took it into the shop and said they had an abnormal noise. And this was an unbelievable amount of the mattress that was wrapped around the drive shaft. Now, your Prius is a front-wheel drive, so that's not going to happen. But I think an inspection of underneath the car might be beneficial. So get it up in the air, and let's see what we find and smell. That's a good idea. We've uh, taken it in twice now uh, to the dealer, and um, they've gone through it and, and looked at it. But I don't think they've ever looked at the battery. So... Um, that's, okay. that's a good place to start. I'll try I, it out. I would just say to them, you don't want to say the guy on the radio said this. You say, you know, I was just looking on the Internet, and, and there was a couple of people that said that they had an odor associated with the battery. And then I would also like for you to inspect the underside. So is it possible for you to get it up in the air and just kind of walk from front bumper to back bumper and, and look for maybe an in maybe the tires rubbing on the inside of some frame member because the upper or lower control arm bushings are gone, and so that tire is creating the smell. And so it could be a whole lot of things, but I think getting it up in the air is is in your best best interest. Okay. Okay. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Elena. Dave, good morning to you. How can we help you? Oh, top of the morning to you, gentlemen. Thank you. Now, my wife announced to uh, yesterday to me she's thinking about buying a uh, Mini Cooper. I have had zero experience with these cars whatsoever. Never have looked at them in my life. And I uh, was just curious, since I value your gentleman's opinion highly, that uh, what your opinions of those vehicles are. Well, first of all, the default here is to decide with your wife. Um, because we always side with wives because we're scared of them. We're a lot more scared of them than we're scared of the husbands. Um, but I, I have two comments, and then, Kevin, you, 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 you chime in. Well, you go first. What do you think? Well, first of all, I've got to agree with the happy wife, happy life scenario. Um, you got to side with her, but uh, I don't. I don't know if any anything in particular that I could fault the Mini Cooper for. I mean, it's you know part of the European car family, so um, you know of course it uh, it costs a little more money to maintain and, and to repair when it comes down to it. But I, I can't tell you of anything that that I would say is a a red flag on the car in general. And I I agree with that. I don't think that they're maintenance monsters, but there's also a supercharged Mini Cooper. So mm. it says Cooper with an S on the back right. of it, which is a real hot rod. The thing I don't like about the Mini Cooper is how small it is, and if you go head-on with a Suburban, you aren't going to you aren't going to come out a winner. True. And I think under the circumstances, with with all these one-way drivers and all these head-on collisions on I-17 and all that kind of stuff, I don't think that I want a small car wrapped around my kids, my mother, my father, relatives. If I have the chance to chime in. I just think they're better served by wrapping them with a little bit more metal. I mean, we're seeing some of those little bitty cars out there. I think the Chevrolet Volt. Mm -hmm. They look like a skateboard um, with, a, with a motor in it and a couple of seats. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, and, and let me tell you from my background point of view, um, I'm involved on behalf of insurance companies and, and lots of other legal entities on accidents. And so they say, hey, they said the throttle stick got stuck. Go look at it. Can you tell? They said the brakes are bad. Go look at it. Can you tell? So I get to see a lot of these cars. And the smaller ones typically lose the battle in a big way when they're up against something much bigger. And it's just a matter of physics. So, you True. know, if you've got a 6,000-pound Suburban hitting a 3,100-pound Cooper, 
that Suburban is just going to run over the top of it. So I think my issue would be safety, but certainly I'm not going to overrule your wife. If if your wife is young and wants a hot rod, I'd have her get a Cooper S because that's a little hot rod. <laughs> but that also creates a situation where she drives faster, and faster in my world is danger is more dangerous. So the bottom line is, is Dave, was we're not going to side with you. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Does your wife shoot guns comp- in competition? Uh, no. I, it, and it's, uh, it's funny. You asked, I used to be a, a weapons instructor in the Marine Corps decades ago. But, <laughs> but it's, uh, no, and she happens to be listening. I told her, I said, I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to uh, uh, mention the what her concerns were and so on and let her listen to you guys so i i am completely out of this i'm okay. not saying a word and i but i'm her head is and her eyes are rolling in the back of her head to a certain extent right now and because uh, i have a deep gut feeling that she's going to say i knew that's what you were going to say as well but as long as it didn't come from me it's perfectly fine all right. So, uh, I want I want to talk directly to your wife, okay? Well, she won't come to the phone. No, no, that's okay. She doesn't have to. Um, <laughs> what's your name? Let's just what's your name so I can address her properly. Diane. 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 Let me let me tell you something. The guy next to me is Kevin Bright. B R I E T at Automotive Dynamics at 99th Avenue and Grand. If you have a problem, you go see him. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> You didn't know where I was going with that, did you? No, I didn't. (laughs) That's called feeding your guests to the wolves. (laughs) You know, there. I I wouldn't, uh, Diane. I wouldn't buy the very first car I look at. You can really make an intelligent decision after you buy three or four cars. And sure, I mean, there's there's some small BMWs, and I think the Mini Cooper comes from the BMW line. But it it does. uh, There's a lot of smaller BMWs that uh, are four doors and two doors that you know are, are better. That might be a little taller, a little better. And I'll tell you something else too. We've worked on a couple of Mini Coopers, and getting in and out of those when you're north of 55 is like getting in and out of a bathtub. I mean, so it's not easy to get in and out. Um, it's a matter of throwing one leg in and then crawling into the car and, and then putting your butt on the seat and then bringing your other leg in. So, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good health, but that's still, after getting in and out four or five times while I'm working on it, it, it takes a little time. So, all righty, Diane and Dave, um, you're on your own. Diane, we're voting for you. Make sure that Dave fully understands that. So, Philip, good morning to you. How can we help you? Yes, good morning, Mark. Nice speaking with you. Thank uh, you. I have a question. Uh, I had uh, I have a CLS 500 2006, uh, and I was downtown uh, Phoenix on the, rep, the rally, and all of a sudden my brakes went out, it, and it says, warning, uh, danger, brake failure, depress the pedal, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I pulled over and I turned the engine off and turned it back on and it's, it reset itself. So the next day I took it over to Thunderbird uh, over there on Irene. Yes. Uh, Brandon over there. And uh, they run a test on it and they couldn't find anything. But they did say they found a recall notice back in 2005. So what I did, I went, I, know, I called the dealer. And I uh, talked to the rep, and he said, uh, I need to search it out. And he said, There's, there was no recall on there. There was maybe a warranty, but the warranty is over. Then I called uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz 800 number, uh, gave him the VIN number and everything, and he said, no, there was never a recall on it. 
So, okay. I uh, think we might have a problem with the words. Um, there's a big difference between a recall and a technical service bulletin. A recall is we're, bring your car in, everybody under these parameters bring your car in, and we want to check, repair, or verify this system's working. But a technical mm -hmm. service bulletin is just the opposite. Instead of a recall that we're going to go into a specific symptom and make a repair to ensure it's performance, a recall or a technical service bulletin says, if when you honk the horn, jackrabbits jump out of your exhaust pipe, then this is what we want you to do. So it's very specific in nature. Um, let me ask you a question. Was the light on your dash red or yellow? Red. Okay, red. red means stop. There's no question about that. I think I would take it in and make sure that they documented that you completely lost brakes and that you had a red um, warning light come on. And um, I, I, I think that puts a little pressure on them to just do a little harder work. Um, and then when they call you and ask you about the repair, I think it would be appropriate for you to say, are we guessing or are we fixing? Because if we're guessing, I want to know whose money we're guessing with. But if we're fixing, I'm perfectly happy to give you the okay to fix it. But I, I want you to know that I don't want this to happen again because that was a feeling of total helplessness. I, I want to tell you, um, have you ever had a complete brake failure? Um, no, uh, not without an actual mechanical issue like a brake master cylinder that hydraulically bypassed and, you know, the pedal went to the floor. You've got a brake booster mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, um, the diaphragm went bad on. You've got a hard brake pedal where you've got to put your body weight on. But a complete brake failure of that nature, not something that would correct itself by cycling the key. Now, that to me is something that, re, you know, reset you know, um, something mm -hmm. electronic. And obviously that car is, is equipped with a very complex brake system <clears throat> that I know typically even when you do average brake work, uh, calipers or, or brake pads and things of that nature, it has to be um, reprogrammed, you know, with proper mm -hmm. diagnostic equipment, et cetera. So to me, it sounds like it's, it's, it's something that uh, may be electronic related to that brake system that was reset by cycling the key. But the direction I would go with that is to, to check the onboard computer to see if it's seen anything in any of the, uh, the categories that would relate to that, to that brake failure. All right. Now on ABS, we know for sure that when we lock up a wheel, the ABS module will drain the fluid and pressure from that wheel to continue to spin. Sure. I just wonder what would happen if somehow or another that ABS module opened up all four valves thinking he was into a four-wheel slide. And so all of a sudden it locks up or opens all the valves, which drains the pressure to all four tires. Now, here's the problem with that. We don't know if he lost two tires or four tires. Right. We don't know that. We, knew, we know we got a red brake light, though, and red means stop right now. Sure. I don't know how that would be. How many miles were on that car? About 140. Okay. About 140. So I, I think what I would do, um, and it takes a scanner to do this, I would do a brake fluid flush, and I would just just do it because I think it's going to make it better or worse or the same. Now, if it makes it better, it's going to fix it. If it makes it work, we're on the right track. And if mm -hmm. it's, you know, so better or worse or the same, you got two, two of the three are good. So that's yeah, what good. I would do. I also want to tell you this. I want you to be prepared in case this happens again. So I want you to drive as if you got a, a, a hot cup of coffee with no lid between your legs. Okay? Mm -hmm. I, I want to make sure you understand the severity of this. So be real careful. Stay in your own lane. 
you know, practice. And if, if something happens and you hit the brakes, then you're going to have to turn right or left and jump the curb and go into somebody's front yard in a residential area or something. But you, And make sure you're wearing your seatbelts until you get this taken care of. Okay? Sure. Oh, oh, definitely. My wife is afraid to even drive a car. And, and, and one more question is, uh, I think about a month ago you spoke to a gentleman who had a, a Mercedes and uh, a 320 or something, and you asked him, uh, or he asked if you could put regular in it. I wonder, in the CLS 500, can you use regular on there? Well, the, the conversation was what you said, but here's the thing. If you use regular and there's a noticeable difference in pre-ignition or pinging, or if there's a noticeable difference in how the car drives, the answer is no. But you bring up a good point. Have you got a pencil handy? Yes, I do. I want you to call Goody, G-O-O-D-Y. He has mm-hmm. one of the best Mercedes-Benz only repair shops I've ever met in all my life. This guy mm-hmm. is a wizard, and I want you to talk to him. Now, he's 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 not taking a lot of new customers. He's got more Mercedes than he knows what to do with, but you're oh. going to tell him that you have a nasty picture of Mark Salem, and you'd like to sell it to him, and that'll get you in. Okay. <laughs> all right? And it's not true. You don't have that, but I'm just saying. But Goody's a great guy, and if there's anybody that has seen this before or knows how to fix this or knows where to look, it's going to be Goody. And okay. it's, Goody's, it's Goody's Repair Shop, and he's in the northeast portion of Scottsdale. All righty, Philip, thank you very much. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, and we're running real late on a break. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Getting ready to start flipping houses overnight for a nice profit? The NV Real Estate Academy is now giving away their Fortunes in Flipping Kit for free. This kit has helped thousands of rookie investors just like you learn how to flip houses for large profits, and it can help you too. Call now to get your free kit and learn the secrets of flipping houses with other people's money or partnering with the NV Real Estate Academy Network to get your deals funded. Plus, you'll get their new groundbreaking tax lien investing kit that'll show you how to earn government secured returns up to 18% annually and how to buy highly discounted tax delinquent properties. Call 1-800-614-2092 now to get your free kit. Call 800-614-2092 now and you'll also get free tickets to a live training event with a free meal, MP3 player, and a flash drive loaded with vital information. Plus a national government auction list of properties for sale. All free just for attending. Call 800-614-2092 800-614-2092 2092. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. 
And uh, let me turn on that button there, and it works better. Mark Salem and Kevin Bright from Automotive Dynamics, 99th and at Grand. We're here at your service, but i got to take care of some business real quick here. Air Park Auto Service has been open since 1985. They're in the north, northeast Scottsdale area. They're just south of Frank Lloyd Wright, and they're just east of Hayden on Rain Tree. Nadine is a female, and she owns and operates Air Park Auto. So those of you, the ladies that want to deal with a lady-owned business, and perhaps one that's been open longer than six months, then Air Park Auto is certainly a good place to go. They actually take care of everything north of Lincoln all the way to Carefree and from 56th Street all the way to Fountain Hills because they're the only shop in that area that I'm willing to stand up and say it's a good shop. So Air Park Auto, it's on Raintree just east of Hayden, a great place to go. We're going to do the ladies first. Jean, you're up. How can we help you? Good morning. First of all, I'd like to say I love your comment about north of 55 when describing your age, and I'm going to use that next time I fill out any type of application. <laughs> you know, I want to tell you something. I copied that from somebody else, and I thought the same thing you did. I don't have to tell them I'm 62. I just say I'm north of 55. <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm definitely doing it next time. All right. Uh, anyway, um, I've had a problem. I have a 2007 Toyota Camry LE. And I've had a bad problem with the air conditioning system for probably two years now. Um, first, first I have this problem where it's always blowing low speed, and then if I hit a bump in the road, it goes to high for like maybe a minute, and then it goes back down to low. But that's okay since I still have air. Then I've had problems with where it was blowing really warm air. So they put some Freon in it a couple of times, and... Uh, after several months, then the problem would come back. Okay. Uh, now, re- recently, they, they just put some more Freon in it, and they didn't find find the leak yet. That's going to be my next step. But right now it's blowing cold air, but last night it was going from, remember what I said when I would go for the low speed, and then it would hit a bump and it would go to high speed. Yeah. Now I turned my car on. There was nothing at all, and I thought, finally, everything's gone. And then after driving it, and I went to turn around a corner, and all of a sudden, it came back on, so I thought, oh, no, now it's going to go from low speed to nothing. Okay, That's okay. That's the new pattern. Okay. Um, Kevin. Yes, sir. She hits a bump, and let's follow the power lead. We got power going to the, the blower switch. Mm-hmm. One, two, and three have a circuit all of their own, and four, high, has a circuit all of its own. Right. So, And then we've got the blower motor, which is underneath the dash on the passenger side. So she can, if her blower motor is drawing excessive amps it's going to take a toll on that switch. Absolutely. And her blower motor could have a brush problem where the knock in the road makes the blower motor either work or not. It certainly could. And and then when... So here's the question to you, Gene. I need to know if when you drive around in high fan speed, if all your problems go away, that tells everybody what's going on. Because again, the fan speeds one, two, and three goes through a resistor and then goes to the blower motor. But fan four, even if you get too cold, roll the window down. I need you to drive around with four. High speed. No, I can't. I can never get it to start on. I, the only time it turns on high is if I hit a bump and then it only lasts about a minute. Okay. Well, I, nev- I never really have high ever. <laughs> okay. Well, then that helps us a lot because like I said, one, two, and three have a. That train goes this way, and four, that train goes another way. Now, I mm-hmm. would go in and look at the amp draw on the blower motor to see what it's like, sure. and that would be the first thing I, I would do the test on. And obviously, if it's 20 or 30 amps, it's going to overcome that circuit. 
if the blower motor is drawing heavy amps and lots of electricity, it that switch is bad too. Right. So we're going to have to do both of them. I, I want to tell you something on this Freon issue. I mean, you've taken it to the same shop for all the blower issues and this Freon issue. Um, I want to su- suggest to you that you might want a fresh pair of eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I would be very disenchanted with my staff if you were my customer. Um, well, I actually went to two different places, to be okay. honest. And right. the last time um, I had a problem where I, if I stopped at a light, it would blow really warm air. And so I kept trying to drive fast so I'd get, get it cooler. And then we found out that there was the motor, the blower that the Freon, that cools the Freon down, that needed replacing. So okay. I replaced that. Right, but I just you... don't know how much money to put into this. I don't know if these switches would be real okay. expensive or just sell the car or what. No one can or tell you. It it, no one can tell you. But I can tell you this. If you trade it in, that's a $4,000 hit for sales tax and license. And I can do a whole lot of work on that car for $4,000. Sure. So I can't help you decide whether you're going to sell it or not. But I can I can tell you that that the there's two fans, one on the radiator and one on the evaporator, which is behind the or in front of the passenger behind the dash. We're talking about two different fans here. But what comes out of the vents is the fan and the blower motor behind the glove box. But the fan up on the radiator, if it fails, then we're going to shut the air off and you're going to get warm air. Right. So the high-pressure switch kicks off the air conditioning. So you've got so many moving parts here. I want you to go to a shop that is not brake or a transmission shop or or some some kind of a chain that sells tires because those guys are not qualified to work on this. So you you have to go to somebody who's well versed, is ASE certified, and I don't know if you've seen these commercials, but you know here's a transmission shop, and now all of a sudden we're doing everything. Sure. And of course their guys are used to doing really good work in transmissions. Now all of a sudden you give them air conditioning problems, ABS problems, and you give them O2 sensor problems, and they don't know where to go. Right. So anyway, Joan, good luck to or Gene, good luck to you. If you want to email me and I'll suggest a shop for you, then you can mark at marksalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. John and Linda, you stay right there because you guys are my next two callers. We're going to take a break for about three minutes or so, and we'll be back. Anybody else? 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. There's three lines open. You can grab one right now. I'm Mark Salem. This is Kevin Bright. We'll be back in a few minutes talking about cars. Kevin's from Auto Dynamics at 99th Avenue and Grand. And we're happy that you're participating in our car show. We'll be right back. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. 
A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half-Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half-off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to go just like we said, and we're going to go to Linda first, and then we're going to go to John. So stay right there. Linda, how can we help you? Hi. Hi. Um, well, uh, we have two older cars and a leased car, and we have the leased car that's another year on it, um, and then we have these two older cars, one we inherited and one I bought, and I have a Toyota, 2004 Toyota that only has 60,000 miles on it. And then we have a Lexus that's a 2001 that has 220,000 miles on it. And we're wondering if it's a good idea to keep either one of those and once the lease is up or keep both of them, being as they're so old or whether it's time to trade things in. And my husband has concerns about the Toyota that even though it has very low miles, that it's an old car, it's a 2004, and it really was ridden by the little lady from Pasadena, his mother. Okay. And um, she had it always serviced at the Toyota dealership, and it drives well, but, again, he's worried about, hey, it's going to get old, fields okay. are going to break, things going to happen. Okay. And and the answer to your question is is how it's been serviced, and if, they've, if you've hit all the owner's manuals uh, intervals, and if it's been well, if both of them have been well serviced, and the Lexus is not leaking oil or using oil, which means the motor is oh, it's is using in... oil like a big dog. Okay, then the Lexus goes away, and okay. the Toyota. What? How many miles were on the Toyota? Sixty. Okay, uh, that's a keeper as far as I'm concerned. You know, I'd have to agree. You said it was a 2004, correct? Yeah. Okay, so what you got to take in consideration is 13 years old and low miles. The only real, I guess, gray area in that is is sometimes what happens with a car that has very few miles that has, you know, 10 years or older is that it, it, from the lack of use, a lot of things will dry out. Seals and gaskets, you know. Right. Um, rubber stuff. Rubber stuff, obviously, yeah. So what you have to be prepared for, and keep in mind, it sounds like this is the car you inherited, so y- you don't really have an investment into the car at this point, is that you have to be prepared for if and when those circumstances arise because something is aged and is dried out from the, from the low miles or lack of use, that it's going to cost you a little bit to to, you know, to take care of and, and get that car back up to snuff. The mileage is great. Obviously, you know from your Lexus and the miles you put on that, that, that Toyota um, engines and powertrains are generally good for lots and lots of miles. But, mm-hmm. again, the, the one concern is, is, the, is the age and, you know, the possibility of things that are dried out from the lack of constant contact with lubricants and fluids and things of that nature because we're in a dry, hot climate. That just simply happens here in Arizona. But I'm going to take the other yeah. side of that in this respect. 
Let me ask you, Linda, um, if I take over all your maintenance, what's your lease on your car? How much is that a month? 250 I think. Okay, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take all the maintenance on uh, on the Toyota for $250 a month. Uh, otherwise, you're not, you're not going to pay a dime for maintenance or any repairs. I don't understand. Okay. What I'm saying to you is, is the Toyota is going to cost you less than $200 a month to drive. I don't uh, care how much work you have to put into it. If you put $200 a month to driving it, that's $2,400 a year. They're not going to put $2,400 a year if they have to replace all the hoses and the belts. Right. It's not going it. to happen. Right. So <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that the Toyota is going to cost you $200 a month or less to drive. Okay. Compared to your two other, your other leased vehicle. The Lexus, because it's using oil, it needs to go bye-bye. Yeah. So then, then you can decide whether you're going to keep the leased one or not. But you also should explore what the buyout is on the lease and what the cost is on the lease because you don't want to keep that if, it, if, if it's going to be huge numbers. Take your loss now and get the heck out of there. But I, I'm not a fan okay. of leased cars, but the Toyota, the uh, Camry is a keeper. The Lexus okay. needs to go. Okay? Okay. Right. Thank you. You betcha. John, you're up next. How can we help you? Well, actually, I'm calling about a previous caller who had a Prius uh, with an odor problem. Uh-huh. Um, several weeks ago, I went to a class with uh, DPS and Glendale Fire uh, with regard to accident scene uh, work. I'm a, I'm a flatbed driver. Okay. At any rate, um, one of the anecdotes that they told was that a woman had a Prius that um, she was, went back into the car to pull paperwork out, and she was in the car for not a very long time but something had released fumes into the car, she ended up with permanent brain damage. And I don't have any specifics on the case of where it happened, uh, what the product was that, that got to her uh, facility, you know, her, her mental facilities. But right. uh, regardless, when the woman was talking about having an odd odor that she couldn't identify in her car, and it turned out to be a Prius, uh, it set off all the alarm bells in my head, like, oh, my God. You know, we should have sat a little harder on that. Um, we should have, and thank you for bringing that up. But I did ask her about a sulfur smell right. because I was concerned about that battery boiling. And the sulfur right. is going to burn your eyes, and it's a very rotten egg smell, so you can't miss it. But, yeah, uh, and the 12-volt, I'm sorry, the 12-volt battery in the Prius is back in by the right taillight. Um, You're so talking it, about the battery that's 2 foot by 3 foot, right? No, no, the 12-volt, it operates all the lights. and, and the start okay. battery. Okay. You know, the controls and stuff. But, okay. the, but the, the big power uh, traction battery, I think is what they call it, uh, is like behind the seat. Yeah. Something like that. It's, it's, and I don't know what the, what the product is in there. It's, I think it's a giant gel cell, but I'm not, you know, I'm not yeah. sure what the chemical makeup of it is. Yeah, I, then, I, I didn't t- I've never taken one apart because if, if they say it's a bunch of D-cell batteries, then there's nothing wet in there. We've got carbon batteries in there. So we can have carbon batteries, we can have wet acid batteries, and then we can have the gel batteries. And so I don't know the answer to that. But your, your message is well taken. She needs to have it addressed because of the possibility we don't know what it is. That could be harmful. Sure. So once we know what it is, then we'll know if it's harmful or not. But you bring up a good point, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All righty, let me tell you about uh, SNS Tire. We talked about SNS Tire just a few minutes ago. It's right around the corner from you. And they have three locations. And SNS Tire, hold on a minute because I need to look at the paperwork. They've got, you know what I mean? I, I Oh, yeah, I'm looking at the wrong paper. Peoria, Sunrise, and Go- Surprise, and Goodyear. 
And so that's right next to you. Do you guys buy tires from there or sell in, in, in addition to them? We sell in addition to them. Obviously, we do tires. So, um, yes, they, they, they sell Michelin tires, which are great tires. So quite often when we're in the need of a Michelin-branded tire, we'll definitely go to S&S. Okay. Well, they do front-end alignments. They do suspension work. Um, but what I like about them is, is you can go in and say, I want a good, better, best, and they can give you all that in one size. So they have a huge warehouse. So if you have a specific tire, they can give you the Michelin if you think that's the top end. Then they right. can give you a middle one, then they can give you a price for a really cheapy tire. So maybe you're turning your car in for a lease and you just need some tires to put on it. So they have that ability. Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. Great places, all of them. And uh, SNS Tire is a very happy person, and we're happy to have them on our list of best car repair. When we come back, we're going to talk about a, a service repair estimate and what to look for. And I also want to tell you a funny story that happened in my shop last week. We'll be back right after this. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. When disaster strikes, when the world is turned upside down, children suffer in unimaginable ways. And Save the Children is there to meet their unique needs. Even now, Save the Children is in Texas and along the Gulf Coast, making sure hurt and frightened children impacted by Hurricane Harvey get the help they need. To care for and protect children has been the mission of Save the Children for almost 100 years. So when tragedy strikes, they're prepared and they're on the ground for children and their families around the world and right here at home. Your $50 right now to Save the Children will send love, care, and life-saving aid to scared and injured children. Call 888-810-8275. 888-810-8275. That's 888-810-8275. Or give online right now at savethechildren.org slash radio. That's savethechildren.org slash radio. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just got invited to the prom. Do you A, meet her date? I need to see your past date report cards, your driver's license, a list of references, and this hair sample. B, help her pick out a dress. <gasps> Don't you just love the long sleeves and turtleneck on this pantsuit? Ugh. C, attend the prom undercover. Mom, what are you doing here? I'm not mom, I'm Calvin, the new kid at school. Or D, capture her big moment. Uh, let's take a photo of you two. I'm in the middle. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, 
play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Hugh Hewitt in the morning to Larry Elder at night with the best live show in the Valley at 3 p.m. with Seth and Chris. The only conservative station in the Valley. 960 The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with the Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. Kevin Bright from Automotive Dynamics, 99th Avenue and Grand, is sitting here next to me. Been around the block a couple of times and worked for 29 years in the auto repair business, both as a technician and a service writer and now a manager. Service manager, yes. All righty. So, oh, beep, 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 important news. Philip, Philip, I hope you're still listening to the radio. Philip had that Mercedes Benz with the red brake light. Right. So I told him to go talk to Goody. Okay, so this is an e- this is a message from Goody. Now, very few people have my cell phone number, but Goody is just a great guy. Thanks for the referral. I'm pretty sure his classic CLS 500, the, that guy, will need a a Sensetronic Sensortronic brake control pump. The car is brake by wire. Um, it runs about eighteen hundred dollars, and Mercedes did extend the warranty to ten years. And yes, he can run regular fuel with absolutely no problems. Good advice. So, so, and you know what? Ninety-nine percent of the time, he's right. When it comes to Mercedes, he's right. He doesn't work on Chevys or Dodges or any of those cars. That's all he works on. So, Philip, if you're there, Goody and Scottsdale, Goody's Mercedes-Benz, G-O-O-D-Y-S, Goody's Mercedes-Benz. And I tell people, you don't have to go to the dealers because this guy is just awesome. And if I owned a Mercedes and I was in Sun Lakes, I would go to see him if he would take me. But he's kind of busy. That's what we were talking about. All right. I want to tell you something else. I want you to look at this right here with me. Brian, just hang on a minute. All right, I want you to look at this sheet. This is from a dealer. All right. This diagnostic sheet says AC Diag, and it shows 1.2 hours. And what's that number? 124.50. Okay. So you'd really have to divide 124.50 by 1.2 to figure out his labor rate. Right. Read this right here. Modify Cal panel per Ford. And it's one hour. All right, 124.50. So 124.50 for an hour and 124.50 for 1.2 hours. That's kind of strange. It really is. It looks like they may have done some sort of adjustment or modified their 1.2, maybe to match an estimate. Hard to say. Well, and 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 how many shops do you know that have two different labor rates? Mm, very few. I don't know anybody. Right. I mean, I just don't know anybody. So the question is, is what is their labor rate? None of this makes sense. Right. So this is a $920 estimate, $925 estimate. And um, it has to do with uh, evacuate and recharge the AC, do a diag, replace the accumulator, modify cow panel per Ford, and to improve water drainage. So this whole thing was done for uh, just slightly over half price. 
the entire thing was done. AC Diag, evaporator re- and recharge AC system, replaced blower motor resistor. That's a $49 part. Right. Modify cow panel per Ford. Do you have the technical service bulletins to read and do that? We have the service bulletins available, sure. So, I mean. They're the same. Absolutely. Uh, and no matter you got Mitchell or All Data or whatever, right. you can go in there, print the service bulletin out, and it's from Ford with a different name on it. And it says, this is what you do, and this is the parts you order. Sure. It's so, a word-by-word word by word instruction on how to perform that particular Absolutely. That function. That function, so, exactly. Um, it's going to be the technical service bulletin typically is not free at the dealer. It's a symptom-driven thing, and you pay for it. Right. All righty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto Repairs, I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom is the owner, and I think I've known him since probably the late 90s, early 80s. And he's been in business in the Deer Valley area in the North Phoenix area since 1983. His staff is very good, and so is Tom. Tom's a fisherman, so if you want to go there and talk fishing, he'd be there all day long. Your oil change will take you 10 hours by the time you guys leave the lobby <laughs> together. His technicians are ASE Master certified, and they get the job done right. So if you want to work on or do business with one of the very best shops anywhere near the area of I-17 and Deer Valley, then Action Auto Repair would be a good place. He's on the northwest corner. And here's what you do on any new shop. You go in for an oil change and see how they treat you. And that'll tell you all you need to do, all you need to know. All righty, let me tell you a story. Yes, sir. All of my children, uh, including Alan, 38, and Allison and Andy, 33, they've all grown up in the in the car repair environment. So from the time they were born, they were in a bassinet in the office. Mm-hmm. So my daughter Andy had a has a little girl named Josie. She's two. And she has been in my wife's office and in Andy's office. And I want you to picture that there's a keyboard and there's a telephone. Right. So she sits there and, and, and they put her in kind of a word perfect or a word environment. And she, as she types, these gibberish comes on the screen. So the other day, um, Renee walked out of my wife, Renee walked out of her office and Josie was sitting in her chair and in front of the computer. And I don't know, 20 minutes later, this guy calls up and he goes, um, I'm kind of a new customer, but he says, I don't know if I got the wrong phone number or not, but the last time I called, it sounded like it was answered by an infant. Hmm. <laughs> Well, Josie had picked up the phone, and in Renee's phone, no matter what line, one through eight, she picks up, it automatically goes to whatever line. So if it was line five, it would go there. Nobody else's phone does that. So Josie gets on there, and she starts talking on the phone just like she sees her mother and her grandmother do. So this guy calls up, and he says, you know, I think somebody, an infant, answered the phone. And my daughter, Andy, she says, yes, sir, that's my daughter. Um, She was... My mother lost sight of her. For a I said, you're blaming your mother for this. And she says, yeah. Well, anyway, the guy came in, and it's been a big joke that Josie, at two years old, picked up the phone and tried to talk to the customer. Only because that's all she sees, yeah. you know, with, with my wife and stuff. So it was just a good story, and it was something that we thought would be great. Hey, Brian, how are you today? What can we do for you? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Love your show. Um, I have a 2009 Ford Taurus. It's got a 35 V6. It's got 97,000 miles on it. It runs great, but um, when it's warmed up, I've got a bad detonation problem at lower RPMs, like from idle up to 1,500. Um, no idea what's going on there. you have any ideas? Oh, have you changed gas to see if it would change anything? Yeah, I went to uh, full premium and at a couple of different places and didn't help a bit. Okay, okay. So it has to either be a timing or maybe an EGR valve problem. And the timing um, is going to advance until the knock sensor screams stop. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell you, and don't you ever tell anybody this, okay? Okay. This is how we test a knock sensor. 
we plug in our scanner and we put it in drive and the motor's running and we hit the alternator bracket with a hammer and then it should say knock. Okay. <laughs> Easy enough, huh? So that's really how you check a knock sensor is you just hit the engine with a hammer. Okay. And if it doesn't go from okay to knock or if it doesn't change, it says yes or no, um, then it'll can, and it'll advance the timing. But your mileage doesn't give us any, any hint. But I, I would think that what I would do is I'd plug in my scanner. Um, I would go drive the car and Kevin would be next to me. And we would somehow create some kind, and we'd be watching the timing. Okay. And if we saw the timing, climb, 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 climb. And then, once we got some RPM and speed, then we saw the timing either be static or drop down. That would give us a hint on where to go. Right. Um, it could be an ignition module that's bad. Uh-huh. It could be, uh, I mean, it's not going to be a timing chain. It's too early for that. Yeah, if it's the if it's the <clears throat> excuse me typical pinging type sound, you say you did try higher octane fuel and it didn't make a difference at all. Didn't help a bit, but it's just at like idle. Like I'm coming through the neighborhood and I'm just cruising and it's just idling up to about fifteen hundred, no more than that. It's pinging like crazy. So it's a light mm-hmm. throttle issue. Very light throttle. Okay, and here's what surprises me: if you had a timing problem, that would have changed. Super would have changed it. It would have changed it even a little bit. It would have changed it. Is there any possibility that you've got a broken bracket somewhere or something like that, and the noise you're hearing is related to something other than pre-ignition in your car? No, because I just changed plugs on it last month, and uh, I didn't see anything broken or anything amiss there. You know. Okay, but but what I'm saying is is uh, it's not a broken spark plug. It wouldn't be the first car that had a broken power steering bracket that people misinterpreted the noise on. Right. So, yeah. and, and, and the thing of it is, is from zero, from idle at 600 to 1,500 RPM, that, there's no load on that car. Right. There's just no load. So I would think that what you might want to do is, is get somebody there with you, pop the hood open, and you stay and drive and just bring it up and down from 600 to 15, from 15 to 6, from 600 to 15. And and then if you take a long piece of four-foot-long, three-quarter-inch heater hose and you plug one into your ear and you start waving that hose around, you'll find out where that noise is coming from. Okay. So try that and see what happens, okay? Thank you very much. You betcha. Thompson's Auto Repair is in Mesa. He's the only store in Mesa that I put my my name with. Um, Brian and Thelma are just exactly the kind of people you want as your neighbors. Now, if they weren't married, then Brian would be the kind of guy you'd want your daughter to bring home. And Thelma is the lady that you'd want your son to bring home. But they're married, so you can't do that. But Thompson's Auto Repair is a third-generation auto repair shop in Mesa. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. They've been around a very long time. And Thelma and Brian are just the nicest people in the world. The other day, a guy had a problem with a bill on Brian, and Brian and I worked together with him, but Brian was so kind and so thorough, and together we were able to explain what the process was, but Brian was always willing to write a check. If if we can't make him happy, I'll give him all his money back. The good thing is, is I think we made him happy and we were able to explain to him what went first, second, third, and fourth. So Brian and, and Thelma are good people. If you live in Mesa, there's nobody else from north to south to east to west, and they're centrally located anyway. So Apache Boulevard or Maine, just east of Stapley, it's a good place to go. So anyway, my granddaughter is going to be answering the phone. Oh, I'll tell you one other thing. She, we had a, her own badge made. Yeah. And it's it says Josie Verdugo, and then at the bottom it says CEO in training. Nice. So when Renee or when Andy, my daughter, went to work one day, she grabbed the wrong badge. 
So she's up at the front counter and she's doing um, a check-in and a customer that knows my family pretty well says, uh, Andy, uh, um, I see that, that you're a CEO in training. And Andy goes, yeah. And he goes, um, I thought your name was Andy. I, I didn't know it was Josie. And Andy looks down and her face blows right red. <laughs> she has the <laughs> wrong name tag on. <laughs> and so she explains, this is my daughter's name tag. And he says, well, you know, how old is your daughter? She goes, two. <laughs> and the guy's going, why would you put a name tag on? A but it's important to Josie. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just important to Josie. So anyway, um, what's the number one problem that you think that we're faced today with car repair? Hmm. The number one problem. <clears throat> I, I'll go first. Okay, you go All ahead. Right. I think the number one problem is the proprietary information that it's not necessarily fallen down to the independent market. Um, we have to pay a lot of money to go to the cloud. Right. And we have to pay for updates and upgrades. And then also I'm concerned about this. All of the different car makers, it's like on, OnStar. Now, OnStar can monitor your car, and so when your oil change lights come on, you can literally have somebody from India come on and say, Hi, Mr. Salem, you're due for an oil change. Would you like me to make an appointment? Oh, and you're just close to this dealership. Right. And um, they can monitor every aspect of your car, but here's what they can't do, but they lie about it and say they can. They can't diagnose problems. So they, we don't have a fuel pressure sensor on virtually every car. So they go, well, you have an oxygen sensor code, but in reality, a plugged fuel filter is going to cause a lean condition, so the oxygen sensor is going to stick at one, right. and it's not going to go back and forth like it ought to. So they're going to say something about, well, we think it's, you have a bad oxygen sensor, so you're going to go in planning for that. Well, if they put an O2 sensor in it, it ain't going to fix your car. So, so they're not going to be able to diagnose your car long distance any more than you and I can do that. True. But I am concerned about you know, us. But here's what they're doing for us for a favor. They're raising their prices dramatically because the cars are being built better and they don't have that income stream in the service department. So they're raising their prices dramatically and they're also coming up with a whole bunch of BS about, well, this is Arizona, so ignore your owner's manual. Yeah, and I see course, that a lot. Oh, man, do I ever. And, of course, that owner's manual is made for all 50 states. Right. It doesn't say go to Chapter 7 for Arizona and go to Chapter 12 for Minnesota. It doesn't say that. So, folks, there is no difference. Those manuals work for Arizona, Death Valley, and Minnesota. But um, the good news is is they're getting greedy, in my opinion. And when they get greedy, they drive people to us. And I Most think definitely. I think that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. They help us out dramatically by, by getting cars in, even for factory recalls. And then the customer ends up leaving with this grocery list of recommendations. And some of the things are things that they are recommending only because that is their you know, it's not the manufacturer recommendations. Right. It's their their specific facility. So a lot of customers will come in with those grocery lists, and, and, and they're overwhelmed, for one. And they do. They really run people away because they overwhelm them with these long grocery lists of recommendations. Getting greedy. Yeah, exactly. Don't go um, I think one, you're exactly right. They're their own worst enemies. But I teach people to say this to independents and dealers as well. What, fi what, what are you going to fix with flushing my fuel injectors? What are you going to fix by cleaning my... Th I have a problem. What symptom do I have that you're going to fix? And this is what they're going to hear from the service writer. <laughs> because the service writer can't answer that. True. Kevin, thanks for staying with me. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address. If I didn't get your question, just send me an email. Mark at MarkSalem.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.